Podcast Answer Man, episode number 215. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hey, this is Chris Brogan from ChrisBrogan.com, and you're listening to the Podcast Answer Man. And welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or if you haven't quite yet released that very first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. That's right, my friends. I am so excited to be here today that I actually woke up at 4 o'clock this morning. (laughs) I couldn't wait to get started. Uh, In fact, my alarm was set for 5. I woke up at 4 and I'm thinking, you know what, if I don't get out of bed now, if I say, oh, I got another hour to sleep, I knew that I wouldn't get out of bed until 8. And then, of course, uh, that never makes good for uh, a live show Thursday. So here I am well prepared for what I have to share with you today. And the first thing I want to talk about is a service. I got an email from some some person that I'd never heard of before from this company that I've never heard from before saying, hey, will you promote what we have to offer? And I'm like, oh, I hate these emails. Seriously? This, this is what you're sending me? Uh, but, you know, I want to share it with you, the, the Podcast Answer Man community, the gspn.tv community, I want to see what you guys think about a service that is out there selling royalty-free music, royalty-free music for 99 cents per download with probably what they claim to be the most generous uh, license to use this in any of your projects that exists out there. I mean, if you think I'm crazy, go to jewelbeat.com. J-E-W-E-L-B-E-A-T dot com. Watch the video on their front page and, and, and see what they're saying there. Now, of course, one of the things they say in their video is that, uh, you know, getting music for your projects is very difficult and, and you have to go through a myriad of reading all the different kinds of licenses and blah, 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 blah. And, and you know what, I, I'm going to have to give them a little bit of a credit that, that, you know, if you don't know where to look, that is the case. There are some places you can go and you can use royalty-free music in your own personal projects. But if you're going to do anything commercially, you do have to get a different license. So there's some truth to that. But, you know, I'm used to going to places like musicbakery.com. That's my favorite place to go to look for music. If you've heard uh, many of our gspn.tv network shows here, I typically find most of my own music on Music Bakery, and I usually pay about $45 to $55 on average for one song, which that royalty-free license allows me to use that in my show as often as I want, commercially or not, and I don't have to report anything. I don't have to do anything. It's it. I have a license to use that. Now, what Jewelbeat is saying is that they're going to do the same thing, only it's not $45. It's not $55. It's 99 cents. 99 cents. How on earth can these people do this? And I'll be honest with you, I, 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 te- I was tempted to not even bring this to you until I could probably have time to to 
exchange a couple more emails back and forth with the person who sent me this email from Jewel Beat and say, hey, I'd like to bring you on for, you know, I'd like to talk to you, potentially interview you and stuff like this. And I, and I you know, get to the bottom of this. How on earth can you pay artists for creating, you know, quality music if you're only charging 99 cents and and, you know, how, how, you know, do you have a business model that's going to, you know, do you think that you can sustain this in the long haul? I mean, what, what's what's the deal here? But the truth is, is that I've got a I've got a meetup happening this weekend. I'm getting ready to head to Disney for for t- seven to ten days. I'm going to the Smoky Mountains. I've got a, you know, a bunch of travel. I've got a when I come back, I got an A to Z class happening. Then I've got to uh, prepare for so, a couple different speaking gigs. I'm not going to have time. To sit down and have this conversation. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you guys to head over to jewelbeat.com, J-E-W-E-L-B-E-A-T.com. Peruse the site and see what you think and leave me a comment. Is jewelbeat.com too good to be true? Go to podcastanswerman.com, look for episode number 215, and please leave your 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 comments you know is it too good to be true did you buy something from jewel beat if so what did you buy where did you use it where are you going to use it i i would love to know leave me a comment podcastanswerman.com episode 215 uh just mentioned real quickly there uh kind of just snuck it in that i'm going to be at a conference another conference that i'm going to be speaking at i had already told you guys that in november i'll be speaking at blog world la i still don't have all the final details on that and and, and things, but I'll, I'll get those to you as soon as I have them. But I do have an announcement about a brand new conference that I was invited to speak at and in October. It's going to be in Chicago, Illinois, and it is the Financial Blogger Conference, and I think that is at financialbloggerconference.com, uh, which I just confirmed it is, and you can go and register. It's in 107 days as of the date that I'm recording this. It's going to be held on October 1st and 2nd, which is a Saturday and Sunday. It's all day Saturday and half day on Sunday. And get this, I am going to be there, but not just myself, but also with my good friend, Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn is also going to be a speaker at this conference. So you get two for the price of one. Um, I'm so excited. It'll be the first chance that I get to meet Pat Flynn face to face. He and I have been uh, great friends. Uh, We we work together quite a lot on and and uh, it, some good things are happening even behind the scenes that you guys may not be aware of. But uh, Pat Flynn, I'm looking forward to seeing him. He's going to be at Blog World LA as well. So uh, t- two two chances, two opportunities. You get your East Coast and your West Coast opportunity to see Cliff and Pat, Cliff Ravenscraft and Pat Flynn uh, at a same at the same conference. How about that? Here's the good news: uh, we are going to be hosting a meetup. Pat Flynn and I are going to both host a, a meetup together. On Friday, September 30th in Chicago, and uh, we, we've we decided that we're going to travel there a day before the conference starts, uh, particularly for those who, who would be interested in, you know, meeting up with Pat and myself and other members of our communities, but who may not uh, be interested in the conference itself. And, and not to mention the fact that when we're at these conferences, you know, there's already so much networking built into that. that and, and for me, I like to, to meet a lot of new people that I don't already know. And so I like to have these meetups the day before or day after or something outside of the event 
uh, whenever possible. And so it gives us an opportunity to really sit down and have some great, valuable conversation with uh, people we already have relationships with in our community. Um, and and uh, it's an opportunity to meet so many of the people that we know pretty well online and meet them face-to-face or to meet them face-to-face again uh, for some of us. So, uh, yeah, that's going to happen uh, in Chicago. October 1st and 2nd is the conference. September 30th will be our meetup. I'll give you more details on that when Pat and I kind of finalize a location and an exact time and, and all that good stuff. So be be on the lookout for more information there. Uh, especially if you want to uh, get uh, stay up to date with all the latest on all the news and upcoming events and products and services and things like that, you might want to go over to podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list, which I'm going to talk about here in just a second. But before I do that, I want to talk a little bit more about community meetups. Do you have a podcast? If so, chances are you have an audience out there. Do you have, you know, some of you probably have an audience of about 20 to 40 people who are listening to you on a weekly basis. Some of you have an audience of 100 or more people or 200 people. And some of you have an audience of, you know, 1,000 or more. Uh, And some of you may have an audience of 10,000 or, you know, 100,000. So the the chances, though, is if you start having an audience anywhere, I would say anywhere over about 100 to 300 or more people in your community, chances are it's about time to start organizing a community meetup. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out here for you. You know, so much we're talking, we talk so much about interacting with people on Facebook and Twitter and and our online forums and connecting with people in our comments and responding to all the emails and and building relationships with people one person at a time. And, and, And the cool thing is, is when you can actually take those online relationships and you can make them a reality face to face and get to know people, and and just throwing a meetup, you might think, oh, nobody's going to come. Oh, that's crazy. Nobody's going to come to meet me. Nobody's really all that interested. Well, guess what? You may be mistaken. I remember my very first meetup. I, it, w- it wasn't my idea because I was pretty much in the camp of, ah, nobody wants to come meet us. I mean, you know, we, you know, the real star of our show is the lost television show. It's not Cliff and Stephanie and and I don't know if anybody's going to travel to northern Kentucky to some little restaurant hole in the wall to to meet up with us. Well, guess what? We threw one and 18 people showed up and we had people drive from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And and that that launched some of the some of the strongest relationships with some of the people in our community that I still benefit from today. And um uh, so yeah, I, I, the, the, that first meetup, I, I've got uh, I've got pictures from it. I've got a big um, poster board that I had everybody sign. I've got everybody's signature. That that holds a special spot in my heart uh, and in my memory when it comes to you know the the process of building this community online. Uh, since then, we it kind of gave us the idea that people would be interested in coming, and so we started promoting more events. We started having like lost season premiere events and season finale events, and people would come and eventually we had 40 50 people show up and then one day we decided you know what we're going to we're going to go all out we're going to reserve an entire restaurant 
at a hotel, a Hilton hotel here in the Cincinnati area, and um, and this is what happened. We got some we got some pretty interesting uh, coverage. This is from our local news here in the Cincinnati, Ohio, tri-state, northern Kentucky, you know, southwest Indiana. Check this out. This is on the local news as the result of our lost party. All good things must come to an end, and after six seasons, tonight was the last episode of ABC's hit show, Lost. No one was more excited for the series finale and more disappointed for the show's end than diehard fans in Florence tonight. That's where 90s reporter Adam Marshall is live after people from all over the country gathered to watch that final episode. Adam? Well, Julie, organizers say tonight was a time for fans to get lost in the last episode. As for people here in Florence at the Hilton, they say lost is much more than just a television show. Cliff Ravenscraft says he's worked for years to connect true Lost fans. Well, my wife and I have been podcasting about the TV show Lost for the last five years, and we have 60,000 subscribers around the world, and we decided to throw a big party and see who would come. While the restaurant inside this Florence Hilton is not packed with hundreds of people, those who did come refer to themselves as diehard Lost fans. And considering fans traveled from Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Louisiana, and Connecticut, the title rings true. So who traveled the longest to get here for the series finale and last episode of Lost? That would be Winnie Vanbrook from Belgium. I flew into Chicago and it was a nine-hour flight. And then I met some friends there and we drove down to Cincinnati, which was a six-hour car ride. Tonight's party started at five with episode recaps and dinner. Of course, it all led up to the big two-and-a-half-hour finale. It's so much fun to watch Lost with all these great friends who appreciate the show as much as I do. So what more do you need than a big screen with your favorite TV show and Dharma Initiative beer? If it was up to Lost fans, it would be one more episode. It's the end of six years of amazing television and it's I've made so many friendships through this TV show. So those friendships will continue, but the show will end. It's sad. And I spoke with fans just minutes ago. They say the big moment of the final episode is when Juliet said it worked. We would love to know what you think of the last episode. Go to WCPO.com and feel free to let us know. Julie. I think we'll get a lot of bites on that one. Adam Marshall reporting live from Florence tonight. Thanks, Adam. All right. So there you go. How about that? I mean, media attention galore. You never know what could happen. In fact, you throw these meetups and and, and contact your local news uh, affiliates and let them know that people from all over are potentially going to be coming to your area uh, to to meet other people that they until now have only known online and they're gathering because of an online community that you have built. You probably will get some media attention as a result of that. Not that that's the main purpose of it, but I'm just saying if you're going to go through the process of creating one of these things, might as well let some folks know and uh, who knows, you might get a write-up and even get some more exposure in your own local community. It's amazing. We filled, you know, we filled this restaurant with uh, with Lost fans and, and the percentage of people who actually were from the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area were relatively low compared to all the people who traveled a very long distance to come out. So... Uh, anyway, exciting stuff. Of course, I've done a Father Roderick and I were at the uh, Catholic New Media Celebration in October of last year, and and we threw a meetup at John Harvard's uh, pub in uh, let's see, that would have been in Cambridge, 
and we had a great turnout there. I think we had about 50 people show up. Or wait, maybe it was about 40 people. Anyway, we had a great turnout there, and uh, that was that was a wonderful time. Uh, New York City meetup, I just talked about that with my blog world experience. I went a day early and, and met up with some wonderful people there. Uh, and then, of course, we have a summer meetup happening. We got people coming for a picnic in the park uh, with folks here. I think we have about 18 or 19 people who are currently RSVP'd, and all the local people will just end up showing up, uh, I think, at the last minute anyway. So it's going to be a great time this weekend. And check this out. Uh, we have, we've got Anne from Switzerland and Winnie from Belgium coming back in town from, uh, for, for the fall. And I know some more people will come out for that. And then we're having a commu- gspn.tv community cruise in 2013, in the summer of 2013. And we already have 25 people signed up for our cruise. So, and that's, of course, only going to grow as we go along. And by the way, if you want information about the cruise, just go over to gspn.tv. Uh, and then on the right-hand side, you'll see a, 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 an RSVP sign up for the cruise. I definitely encourage you guys to to go ahead and make plans to come on the gspn.tv community cruise. And in fact, I have plans to do some podcasting training slash, uh, you know, coaching tie into that so that we can make that business uh, deductible for many of you. Uh, so that'll be a good that'll be a good deal. Uh, but yeah, gspn.tv community cruise. And you know, are people are people really interested in meetups? Well, let's go to Wayne Henderson who called in this feedback. Hey Cliff, uh, Wayne Henderson here in Southern California. And I just finished listening to the podcast Answer Man podcast and you mentioned Blog World Los Angeles. Blog World Los Angeles, wow, that is amazing. And can you say gspn.tv SoCal Meetup? Yeah, we got to get something lined up for that. I'm not positive yet if I'm going to be able to swing the funds to go to the actual conference, although that would be amazing. But I can drive two hours down to Los Angeles and meet up with folks and uh, – see what else is going on with the gspn.tv community and Cliff Ravenstraff. So good stuff. Congratulations. Now back uh, to you and the podcast answer man. All right, Wayne, thank you so much. And oh my goodness, as soon as I get invited to Blog World LA, I am not going to lie, the first person who came to mind was Wayne Henderson. I am not kidding you. Wayne's been around since the early days of the gspn.tv community. He's probably been, and I don't think anybody has ever provided more audio feedback for gspn.tv shows than Wayne Henderson. There, there's actually, it's, it's not even a competition. There's no chance that you'll ever make it beyond Wayne Henderson. Wayne Henderson's been around. He's been a constant source of encouragement and inspiration and, and, and a great source of feedback for all the different shows that we have here. And Wayne, you better believe it. I am definitely going to either come a day early or stay a day later, or I might even stay a couple days early, a couple days later. I don't know. I, but yes, there will be, there will be a gspn.tv Southern California community meetup. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll get with you, Wayne, and and, and maybe en- 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 enlist your help in helping me to uh, kind of organize and orchestrate that. Uh, would you be willing to do that? If so, um, just send me an email. You know my email address, and uh, I'd love to talk to you more about that. But yes, it's going to happen. And folks, this right here, hopefully this is just an encouragement for you today that you're going to walk away from episode number 215 with possibly some new music for your podcast for 99 cents. I don't know. Hopefully you're going to leave me a comment. Let me know what you think about the service. 
uh, and and let me know. And by the way, I am not getting paid by them at all. Nothing. And in fact, uh, I don't. Uh, yeah. So you'll ne- let me know that. Hopefully, uh, some of you on the East Coast will come to Chicago. And now uh, I also hope that you will potentially start thinking about not. Well, no, forget that. Stop thinking about it. Start planning your first community meetup with the people who listen to your show. And here's the cool thing is when you go to a when you go to a town, you know, and 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 you're you're getting ready to go into a big city, chances are that big city, if you have a hundred to three hundred people who are listening to your podcast, chances are in one of those big cities that you go to, you have one or two or three listeners that are from that city who would love to meet up with you. Why don't you get to know your audience on a on a first name basis and start to know a little bit of personal details. And when you head to a certain area, you kind of have a feeling. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to Boston. Oh, gosh, I'm going to have to hook up with uh, Karen Richard and Stephen Cross. And oh, gosh, there's Hoseline and and there's Steve Garfield and CeCe Chapman's there, um, you know, and, and Chris Brogan. And, and you start listing all. It's like, wow, I'm going to New York. I'm going to see Chef Mark. I'm going to see Sharon. I'm going to see Fred. I'm going to L.A. You know, the, the, you start to get to know your audience well enough to where you're going to a certain area. There's gonna, It's like it's time for a meetup. And even if it's just you and one of your listeners, it's worth it. Trust me, it's worth it. All right. So there you go. That's my encouragement for you today. Hey, next topic I want to let you know about is I am switching my email list provider to AWeber. All right, AWeber. And uh, there's a reason why I'm doing this, and that is because I have been wanting to do some more advanced things with uh, my mailing list. Uh, Well, let me just tell you the first thing that I want to do. I want to actually get a better-looking widget over on the right hand side a little widget that I can put in there for an opt-in form so people can just enter their name and their email address and boom immediately get on my list now does mail by the way I'm using MailChimp right now uh, does MailChimp have this yes they do they certainly do have this option this functionality where you can put a little widget over there but it's plain and it's ugly and it's not easy to customize it's really not um, it, however, I've seen a bunch of AWeber stuff. They have some beautiful templates already, and not only that, but they also have uh, the ability for you to add your own HTML and kind of customize it. And, and everybody I've ever seen who has an AWeber has amazing-looking email opt-in forms. And my friends, let me tell you, email opt-in forms are important, or it will not email opt-in forms, but getting people's email address on your mailing list. This is critical stuff. This is this is how you can maintain maintain a connection to your audience, even if your RSS feed goes missing, uh, even if all of a sudden your your equipment doesn't work, even if your, your website goes down and your web host is completely hosed and lost everything, uh, this is a way for you to be able to stay in constant contact with, <laughs> which by the way, I think that's the name of another company uh, for mailing lists, but uh, it is a way for you to stay in constant contact with your community. And it's a and for those of you who are promoting products and services, much like I do, um, then then it's a great way to pr- to announce those and announce things like meetups and places you're going to be and and things like that. So yes, mailing lists are very important. So number one, I'm I'm very interested in AWeber's advanced uh, functionality of putting opt-in email 
uh, forms on the, you know, for widgets on your website. Then not only that, but they also have some better tracking tools. Like for example, I might, let, let's just say I have a product page and, and or let's just say I do a video review uh, of a certain product and I say, hey, I'm getting ready to create a tutorial. You know, here's my full review of, as a matter of fact, I've got a, I've got a review unit behind me. Um, it's a JK Audio Blue Keeper. You heard me talk about the JK Audio blo- broadcast host quite a bit, right? That's, that's the thing that allows me to do this. I can actually click a button and, you know, bring in the audio from my telephone line. My landline telephone line. Well, they have another one called the, it's not the broadcast host, it's the the Blue Keeper. And the Blue Keeper allows you to do the same thing, only it allows you to bring in the Bluetooth connection to your cell phone. And so I've had a lot of clients who have been asking me about this device and I don't have any experience with it. So I said, you know what, I'm going to get one in. I got one in, it's sitting behind me. And I'm looking forward to doing a full review on it. Now, when I do a review on it, here's what I want to be able to do. I'm going to say, hey, I don't have this done right now, but I have plans to actually do a video tutorial on everything you need to know about this device. I'm going to tell you what I would recommend as far as equipment to go along with this, uh, what cables you would need to hook it up into your mixing board, and how you you know how those cables are hooked up. And I'm also going to help you uh, understand how to fine tune the audio settings. So I'm basically going to take you through and give you a tutorial on everything you need to know, and it's going to cost X amount of dollars. All right, so if you're interested in that, please do me a favor and and fill out your name and email address in the form below, and as soon as that product is available, I will let you know. That, that This is amazing, because what happens is that's going to say, okay, let's just say if Wayne Henderson wants to be notified when that comes out. Well, now what I do is I go into AWeber, I create that as a list, and then I would send that that widget and or that that opt-in form. Anybody who signs up is going to automatically be signed up for this list called, you know, Blue Keeper, you know, notification. Now here's the situation: the the per, Wayne Henderson. Let's just say if Wayne Henderson is already on my podcast Answer Man mailing list. Well, now you know I'm I'm not going to have to you know I could blast it out to Wayne. I could blast it out to everybody. But the thing is, is Wayne's name and email address has now come in, and if I want to send out an email just specifically to the people who have signed up for information about that, I can send that email to Wayne. Now, what happens, let's just say, and I'm looking into uh, the chat room here, I see Steve Howard is here. Let's just say Steve Howard signs up and he says, wow, this is great. I want to be notified when as soon as that tutorial for the Bluehost comes out, because I'm going to buy that, and I'm also going to buy that tutorial. You know, I'm going to buy the Bluehost, and I'm going to get the tutorial, and I'm going to hook that thing up. Well, let's just say Steve Howard's not already on my main podcast Answer Man mailing list. Well, now he's actually on my Bluekeeper list. All right. Well, the thing is, is I now um, uh, A Weber will not allow me to just take him from the Bluekeeper list. And put him over on my main list. He, to get on the main list, I'd have to actually do something where he's opting into the main list. But because he is signing up for information coming from Podcast Answer Man, what happens is I'm able to actually send out a campaign, an email, and I can actually choose to send it to just the Bluekeeper list, just the Podcast Answer Man list. 
But here's the situation. I can actually say, you know what? This email notification, this email that I'm writing right now, I want it to go to the podcast answer man main list and I want it to go to this blue keeper list and I want it to go to this Edderall list and I want it to go to this MDX 4600 list and I want it to go to the list. I want it to go to all of these lists and I'm gonna un- make sure that it's unchecked where it says the gspn.tv list because I don't want to send it out to the gspn community. I just want to send it to anybody who's ever signed up for anything related to podcast answer man. All right, and what happens is I can do that and it'll send out that email. And instead of, let's just say if Wayne Henderson is on the podcast list, he's on the Blue Keeper list, he's on the um, Edderall list, the MDX 46, let's just say he's on 10 different lists. Well, AWeber is smart enough to only send him one email, even though he's on all those different lists. This is important stuff. I mean, and and not to mention the fact that I might want to do like, um, hey, I've got a, you know, uh, I've got a 30, I've got a 10 day course on what to do with your, you know, the things you need to do to start your podcast. Um, And, and, and basically I create this list for, for this, um, you know, 10 days to launching your first podcast or whatever. And, and I use that, let's just say, as a method of getting people onto my mailing list. And so I say, hey, if you're interested in this 10-day thing, it basically you're going to get an email every day for 10 days and it's going to take you through and I'm going to give you the top, or maybe it's the top 10 thing mistakes that podcasters make and what you can do about it. And so I could create that as an autoresponder. And it doesn't matter if you are already signed up for the main podcast answer man list, then you can still sign up for this. And it's not in that way. It's still not going to duplicate those emails. This there's so much more that I can do with um, with AWeber that I'm not able to do. And as an added benefit, and, I, and I'm going to throw this out there for full disclosure there. And, and trust me, those things alone are worth it. But the other thing I am interested in uh, that I love as an added bonus is that they have an affiliate program so that basically now when people say, hey, Cliff, what mailing list do you use? I can say I use AWeber. And by the way, I have an affiliate link on my website. If you go to my site and look on the right hand side where it says services and products that I recommend, you'll see AWeber there Uh, and people can click on that and it will send them to my it will send them to AWeber but I will get an affiliate commission should they decide to sign up and this is this is cool it's one of the things that that just continues to add to my passive income now does uh, MailChimp has some kind of affiliate but it's it's one of those ones that more or less does um you know where they I don't know if it pays toward your service or if it gives you their extra you know bonus credit things i I remember it just didn't look attractive, but this you know the the affiliate program with a Weber is the real deal, and autoresponders are again you know these things where you can somebody signs up and you can schedule emails to go out to those people you know the these are the things these are the things that I want to be able to do, and I've not been able to do with Mailchimp so uh, I am moving things over. I just started my account today. I, I personally gave, uh, I signed up through my friend Pat Flynn's affiliate link so that he will get a commission on anything I ever pay them. Uh, the pricing's about the same. For me, uh, my mailing list is still at a level that is uh, you know, only $30 a month. Uh, hopefully it's going to uh, go way beyond that. I want to start paying, I get this, I want to get to the place where I'm paying them much more money than $30 a month. Because when I that means that I have a lot more people on my mailing list, and and I know for a fact that as soon as I put in a good opt-in form on there, and I have these other opt-in forms on on strategic pages for 
for stuff like that. And it, it's just going to explode. Some really wonderful things are going to happen as a result. I'm excited about getting rid of MailChimp and moving over to AWeber. My big thing is, is I, I've sent them an email. I, I'm looking to uh, see if I can make sure that they're, you know, what steps exactly do I need to go to to transfer. I have a gspn.tv mailing list and I have a podcastanswerman.com mailing list. I'm going to transfer both of those lists over to um, a Weber, but I want to make sure that we do it without having to have them confirm their subscription. Uh, because, and, and I do know that that's possible because I've already have double opt in on all these people. So we're all good there. Anyway, so I wanted to share that with you. If you are interested in also switching over to a Weber again, affiliate link over at podcastanswerman.com on the side. All right, Corey called in a question, and we're going to move to that. And while Corey's talking, I'm going to see if I can catch up with what's being said in the chat room there. So, Corey, take it away. Hi, Cliff. This is Corey from IVNV.com, a blog and podcast on the Chicago Cubs from a fan's perspective. And I have a few questions for the podcast answer man. This is our third baseball season podcasting on the Cubs, and I have some questions for you about doing live shows. Our downloads have steadily increased, and due to some local media attention and promotion through social networking, we've built a nice community, and because of this increased uh, interaction within our community, we've decided to try to do live shows where we uh, take calls from listeners and then broadcast it live to our site. Uh, We have a roundtable format with three to four hosts in the studio. Our first live show went pretty well, uh, but I do have a few questions for you. First, I'll tell you my setup. Uh, We took calls through Skype, and I record Skype by running it out of my laptop into my Behringer 1202, back into the laptop through the USB. Uh, By the way, I have a MacBook Pro, so I use GarageBand. I'm sure this isn't the most logical way to record Skype, but it seems to work okay. My problem with taking calls through Skype is that I have no way to put calls on hold. So if someone calls while we're in the middle of another call, I either have to let the new call go or or rush to end the current call to move on to the next. So do you know a way um, to put calls into a, some sort of a queue or something like that? Uh, my plan was just to take a call, and then when the call was over, say that we had a line open. However, we had people calling in that weren't listening to the live broadcast but knew that we would be on the air. So I guess I'm looking for a way to set calls aside until I can wrap up the current call. My other question with Skype, uh, we have a writer uh, for the site that lives outside of our area, and we have him on the podcast via Skype. However, we found that if we do also do another interview with Skype with a third party, uh, the echo between those two is so bad that they can't really even understand each other, yet they can both hear me just fine. I didn't have this problem with the setup uh, being the same with my PC, but when I went to the MacBook Pro, it happened immediately. Thanks for your suggestions, and I enjoy the information that you provide. Take care. All right, Corey, thank you so much for your question. And uh, let me see if I can help you out. First and foremost, on I'm going to comment on your uh, recording connections, your connectability there, bringing in the Skype audio into your mixer uh, uh, via the built-in connections and then sending it out, Your I assume, your auxiliary output of your mixer into your computer using a USB sound card um, and then recording into GarageBand. 
yes, technically that will work. I am going to say the same thing I say to all my clients and all the people that I coach, and that is I do not recommend recording into a computer, and it's ultimately going to end up burning you in a bad way, and you're going to hate it when it happens. So I would highly recommend that you get yourself a digital audio recorder. My recommendation would be the uh, new Roland R-05 recorder, and uh, just come off the CD slash tape outputs, output of your Behringer 1204 mixer and um, and then take that into the line in port on the top and record that baby into wave. And uh, that thing's not going to crash on you. It's not going to give you a spinning beach ball. It's not going to get all the internal noise and, and all that other stuff. I, I'd highly recommend to do that. Then convert that wave file over to your computer desktop um, to uh, either via the USB cable provided or SD card slot, and then you want to convert to to you can well then you can edit and then convert to um, MP3, and you can even do that in GarageBand. At least you always have that backup of the original wave recording if things should go bad. But anyway, that's that's number one. But technically speaking, yes, that's going to work fine for you, and it probably has worked fine for you up to now, uh, with the exception of of another thing we'll get to in just a moment. But about putting calls on hold or, or putting people into a queue, can you do this? Uh, I do live shows a lot, and I've done plenty of live shows where I take in live callers and take in multiple callers, and I've had ones where I take people and... It, well, let me just tell you how I would do Skype, personally. Um, if, if, I, if I wanted to take in... or when, when I do take in multiple calls via Skype, this is what I instruct people to do. I say, hey, what I'd like you to do is, and by the way, I take the channel where Skype is coming in and I mute it. It is muted. It stays muted. It's going to be muted. It's not getting unmuted. All right. And then what I do is I say to people, I say, hey, if you want to come into the call, then what you need to do is add my add my uh, request to be added as a contact and then send me a chat message saying, hey, I would, I have a question. And write down what your question is so I know what the topic is. And then I and I instruct people. I say, listen, don't call me. I will call you. Um, and and the other thing I can tell you real quick with Skype, just a little trick for you, is make sure you go into Skype and then go into preferences and go into the notifications and turn off all the audio no- notifications. Even turn off the thing where it makes you know the ringing sound when you're calling somebody, and turn off the one where it rings your computer when people are calling you. You know, get rid of all of that stuff. You don't need it. Um, and it, and it can, you know, interfere with your show if you forget to mute your board. But anyway, what happens is people send me a chat message and then I will call them. And when I know that they're on the line, then I actually unmute the board and say, Hey, who do we got on the line? And I take it just like I would a regular call. And I already know what they want to say because I see the chat message and stuff like that. And everything's good. And it's like, Hey, so you had a question. I think you have a question about such and such. And you start talking. And then what I could do is as soon as I'm done talking with them, I can actually just push mute on the button. They continue to hear me and all of that other stuff, but they're muted. They're not coming into my recording at all, and that's how I do all of that. Now, if I want to talk to them before, you know, before I hang up and say, hey, thanks for coming into the show, I can always, even a live setting, even in a live setting, I can always just hit pause on the recording, and then I can, you know, unmute them and talk and say, hey, thanks for calling in and, and stuff like that. I'll talk to you later, blah, 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 and then come back to the the recorder and hit unpause and, and move on with the show, and I, I've done that plenty of times as well. So that that's what I that's what I do. I take calls in, and I, I basically I don't allow anybody to call me. I just call them, and I have them initiate it with a chat message. 
Uh, you do that, I think you're golden. I, I personally, it's worked for me tons and tons of times. All right, now there's another thing you could do, and that is you could actually use your um, you could use your Skype. You can get like a, a Skype out subscription. You can, I think you can get one for like four ninety nine a month or two ninety nine a month or something like that. And it'll give you the ability to call unlimited to the U.S. and Canada. Anyway, you can call into a, a, a audio conference calling bridge. And many of these audio conference calling services have a dashboard that you can sign into. And it'll show you as people people are dialed in. And you can actually unmute and mute people at will. And so you can, they're all, you know, all these people are calling in and you just take them one right after the other. And some of them will allow you after you're done to actually boot them off of the call. And so you can like, well, I already know that that person I've talked to. So we're just going to go ahead and drop them from the call or whatever. Uh, services, I, I, I don't, haven't used freeconferencecalling.com in a long time. So I don't know if I'd recommend that one. Um, blog or uh, talkshoe.com is a service that I still use today just for that service. I don't use their services for the chat room. I don't use their services to record anything. I just use them for the conference call ability and the ability to queue up multiple calls. But that's another opportunity for you there as well, which by the way, um, Corey, thank you for calling that in. And this leads me to another question that came in and I'm wondering why I don't see it here. So hold on one second, I'm gonna pause and find this question. All right, I found it. Here it is, this is from Randy. Randy, go ahead. A question for the podcast answer, man. Hey, Cliff, Randy Cantrell, Dallas, Texas. A friend has a subscription to go to meeting. Is planning to do some podcasts that are kind of roundtable kinds of conversations. Could have as many as eight people involved, and is wondering if he could use his subscription to go to meeting, which accommodates up to fifteen people. I said I don't know why you couldn't, but I don't have any experience doing that. So thought I would ask you, the resident expert, and see what you had to say about it. Thanks for all you do. Till next time, see you. All right, Randy, thank you very much. Yes, indeed, you certainly could use your GoToMeeting subscription that allows you to connect with up to 15 people and and all those people can dial into the GoToMeeting conference call either via voice over IP using their sound cards and, and, and hopefully some devices hooked up to it. Please don't let them use their internal sound microphones on their laptops or their iMacs. Make them all get headsets. Or they can call in by, by telephone. And as long as you're connected to that, bringing the audio... As a matter of fact, I would just recommend connecting to the GoToMeeting via voice over IP yourself, bringing the speaker audio out of your computer into your mixer, and uh, letting, and of course, then that audio will come out of your mixer into your digital audio recorder. And then uh, sending the auxiliary output into the line in input of your computer. And of course, making sure that GoToMeeting is taking in the audio from that source and sending that to the people who are on GoToMeeting. And then, of course, you're talking into your nice high PR40 or other quality microphone, hopefully. Uh, in your personal studio, you sound like you're a radio god and everybody else sounds like they're either on voice over IP or on the telephone and that's fine. And if it's your show, you're good to go. Uh, but yeah, Randy, they certainly can use GoToMeeting to do that um, and uh, tell them to give it a shot. Alrighty, moving right along, uh, we've got uh, Ed who wants to know why I promote web hosting and media hosting. He doesn't quite get it. So uh Let's see if we can get Ed's question in here. Hi, Cliff. My name is Ed. I'm actually calling from Texas. I live in Florida, though, and I'm a little confused. 
I know that on your website you are you have a um, affiliate for Bluehost, and I've heard in a lot of your um, in your episodes that you encourage people to use them. But I also hear you say that you use Libsyn. So I'm a little confused. Are you using both? Are you using uh, Libsyn for only certain things? And you're using Bluehost for other things? Um, so I'm wondering if you can elaborate on that. And I've got a couple podcasts in mind. I haven't started them yet. But I want to start off right. I want to do it. I don't want to have to do any migration later on. And so that's my question. Can you please elaborate on why in your shows you're you're suggesting people use Libsyn and you're suggesting people use Bluehost? So can you clear that up? Thank you very much. Great shows, by the way. I just found you, and I came in via uh, Daniel Lewis's Audacity, the podcast. You do great work, and keep it up. All right. Thank you very much, Ed. And thank you, Daniel Lewis, for, um, you know, talking about me on your podcast and and stuff like that. Uh, He's got a show about podcasting at the audacity to podcast dot com. And uh, I have a perfect solution for you. I am going to just give you a, a website link to go to. Ed, and all you need to do is go to podcastanswerman.com slash podcasting101, all right, podcasting101. So again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash podcasting101. And when you get there, it's going to explain to you the, the difference between the two and why it's important there that you have a web host, which by the way, is just going to be your website, your blog, your, you know, all the, all the graphics and all of that other stuff. They're not designed to be serving out millions of files. Uh, they're just there to serve up your website. That's all that they're designed to do. That's all they want to do. And, and regardless of whether or not, you know, you get the, depends on who you talk to, you're going to violate their terms of service in some way, shape, fashion, or another, if you do in, uh, choose to host all of your MP3 files on your web hosting account. Now, with that being said, uh, Libsyn is a media hosting account. They, you know, now, of course, you could host, they will host your website for you there, kind of include that in their package of services, but it violates my own personal uh, recommendation of you owning your own home on the web and and being control of your brand and stuff like that. So I recommend people to use them only as a media host. This is a place where it's just going to be your content delivery provider. They're going to take your MP3 file and make sure that it gets delivered quickly, fastly, uh, and and if you get thousands of subscribers, it's going to be unlimited price. Again, podcastanswerman.com slash podcasting101. There'll be a link to that video. It's a very short video that explains why and how I have that set up and recommend people use this stuff. And um, yeah, so go check that out. And uh, I think you'll like it. Episode 215 will have a link to it. Uh, show notes for 215. Okay, one last thing uh, here. Uh, actually, two last things. Uh, but <laughs> how can I, okay, so the second to last thing, podcasting A to Z course update real quickly. I want to tell you that my July course is going wonderfully. I already have 10 people who are, no, I already have six people who are already signed up and filled up those first six spots. 
Uh, I have 10 people who are currently pending a final decision, and I know that more than half of those people are like, you know, they're like 99%. It's just, you know, waiting for them to say, okay, send me the invoice, or I'm going to click here to sign up. So, um, yeah, it it looks like we're going to have already at least, uh, you know, somewhere between... uh, 15 to six or 15 to 20 or 15 to 16 people. Uh, I can't talk. I shouldn't do math on a podcast either. But anyway, so that's going extremely well. I think uh, my good friend Dan Miller is going to be doing some uh, promotion for me. So that's going to help things out. And the good news is that I'm going to have 30 spots open for my class that starts July 11th. And uh, so there's there's plenty of room for you if you get in. If you want to sign up for Podcast Answer Man uh, or Podcasting A to Z, Go ahead and check out podcastanswerman.com slash A to Z. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash A to Z. And uh, go through, watch the video there, read all the information about it. And if you have additional questions, email me personally, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. And of course, here's the last thing that I want to share. And that is, I want to share an inspirational story with you about my good friend, Anna Sophia Reinhardt. All right. Now she took my May podcasting A to Z course, which ended just, I think, two weeks ago. And during this course, she had a lot going on in her life. She was basically, it's one of those situations where life just got in the way and she was not able to participate during the course. But get this, as soon as she was able to pull some things together and, 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 and to get some clarity and some focus, she was able to say, you know what, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to work through this material. And, and what this is all about is showing you that even, even just, just the materials alone are enough to help you really take things in, in an amazing way. So what I'm about ready to play for you is Anna Sophia Reinhardt's very first podcast episode and I'm actually going to play it in its entirety because uh, I think it's 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 a great example of number one she got it out there she did all of this within the last two weeks all right and she did it all on her own using all the tutorials and all the conversations that had already taken place in the A to Z course which she still has access to everything and uh, check this out now this is her first episode and I am going to go ahead and play it now it's only three minutes and 42 seconds Hey everybody, this is Anna-Sophie Reinhardt and I would like to welcome you to the very first episode of my Intercontinental Life. To be quite honest, I'm really nervous about recording this episode and um, I've been trying to record it for quite some time. I just talked to Cliff Ravenscraft, my podcasting coach, and um, he told me to just um, get this first episode out there and... um, you know, to get the awkwardness out of the way. So that's what I'm doing right now. I would like to tell you something about myself. I am 23 years old. I live in Switzerland and I'm happily married to my wonderful husband, Andreas. Um, We've been married for almost a year now. And um, well, I could not be more grateful to have him in my life. I currently um, go to university and I'm studying English, although to be quite frank I don't know if that is the right thing to do, but well, we can talk about that uh, another time. What else is there? Um, I grew up in Germany and I've always been in love with the United States, I've been in love with traveling, Um, I've traveled quite a bit, but um, there is still so much more to to see of the world, which um, brings me to the 
whole concept of the show, which is、um, my intercontinental life, telling you about all the places I've been, all the wonderful people I've met, all the different cultures I've discovered, and、um, also、um, I'm going to record while I'm. Traveling while I'm discovering new places, and、um, I will tell you about、um, little secrets of、um, you know places that you might not have heard of yet, or that、um, I would love to discover and I would love to see. And、um, I'm sorry for using the same words all over again, but、um, as you、uh, might have guessed, my native、um, language is not English, so.、Um, Please excuse my my poor English. Well,、um, I've told you who I am. I've told you about the concept of this show, and、um, uh, I really don't quite know what else to say.、Um, I'm still in the process of、um, building my website, but I'm working on it like crazy. I also plan to、um, release another another、um, podcast、um, called "Fighting Anorexia." As the title suggests, I am、um, anorexic and have been fighting with or against this、um, disease for quite a while now. But you know, that is the story for a different podcast. So.、Um, That is it for this very first podcast. I really don't have much else to say, and、um, I hope you will, you know, come back and、um, listen to the next episode. I will try to release one episode per week. So、um, go over to myintercontinentallife dot com, and um, <laughs> hopefully um, I will have、um, build the website and not. Too long, so I will talk to you soon.、Um, keep traveling. Bye bye. Wow, there you go, my friends. That was Anna Sophia Reinhardt's very first podcast episode. Three minutes, forty three seconds long. Absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. Now I'm here to tell you that she used. I, I believe she probably used the Griffin iTalk application on her iPhone to record that. Um, and she just did it. She didn't. She, she didn't have to think too much about it. She just went and did it. She basically took that, converted it over to an MP3 file. Again, following all the instructions that were provided through the training tutorials available in the Podcasting A to Z course. And and she she was able to go ahead and and learn how to upload that to the internet and then put it onto a, a website. Which, by the way, she. Installed her own version of WordPress, created her own hosting account.、Uh, she she installed her own FTP client to to change her you know、uh, custom you know slash or dash sample file and thesis. She did it all, and her site's up and running. And the thing is, is of course, if you go over to my internet. Intercontinentallife.com. You're going to see that our site, as of you know June 16th, 2011, it's it's a work in progress. But this, my friends, is 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 this is what it's all about. It's about starting where you are, putting it out there, 
and just moving forward. She's already got people. Um, she's already got people in her community who are who are leaving her feedback on her comment section in her first episode's uh, post. She's already got people who are uh, sending in audio feedback for her second episode. I mean, there are people who have been waiting and waiting for Anne to to actually put this content out there, and now she's done it. And, and I'm going to tell you, this is what it takes. You have to put something out there. So what's holding you back? What is holding you back? Whatever it is, get out there and, and, and start producing a show. And if you don't know where to start, if you don't understand RSS feeds and WordPress installations and, and all of that other stuff, and you really need some help along the way, I would love to invite you to join my podcasting A to Z course in July. It's going to happen uh, starting July 11th. You get five weeks of unlimited access to ask me as many questions as you want in a discussion forum. You get access to every single training, video training tutorial that I've ever done up to this point. It's all there for you. That's more than $1,200 worth of materials alone. The access to me. And there's a weekly conference call as well. Um, There's more more information. Podcastanswerman.com slash A to Z. Email me if you have questions, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. I would love to have you in my July course. I would love to actually talk about you in a future episode of somebody who now has a brand new podcast. And I've got more of these to come, my friends, more of these to come. So many wonderful podcasts have been launched, and I'm looking forward to seeing another 30 launch as a result of the July A to Z course. Hey, real quick, I realized a couple different things here. First and foremost, I noticed that, uh, Corey, I didn't answer your echo on the Mac and not the PC when you were conferencing people together. Uh, so let me just address that real quickly here and just tell you that that is not common. It's not a common Mac issue. It sounds to me like there's something unique in the setup that you got going on there. And I would have to think that it's probably the combination of the two different people that you were connecting to. I'm thinking it's probably between them and they must have had something maybe unique happening that they did not have happening when you were doing it on your PC or it was maybe two different people on your PC before. So I don't know, especially if they have a, a whole you know set up. There, there's a bunch of different things it could be. But um, of course, there's another option and that is to bring in you know, I, I, there, I've done this before. Bring in Skype on one computer and bring in Skype on another computer and, and separate the two. Create a secondary Skype account and you could do two mix minuses. I mean, there's all kinds of opportunities for you. And it sounds to me like this is something that, that Corey is very serious about. He's built a sizable audience, he said, and he's very he's taking this stuff to the next level. And so, you know, I, I, gosh, you can get one of those cheap netbooks probably on eBay now for 50 bucks. Uh, you know, because nobody uses them. And uh, it'll run Skype, and you can do a mix minus with one of those. Anyway, just a little thought there. And of course, also, I realized that I misspelled Jewel Beat twice. I said J E W L B E A T dot com twice. And as soon as this music's over, I'm actually going to spell it correctly. So I actually didn't even have to tell you that I misspelled it in the beginning because when you heard it in the podcast episode, you heard it correctly. But now you know I actually made a mistake and went back and fixed it in post-production. Ugh, I hate post-production. That's why I hardly ever do it. If you want to learn how to podcast without post-production, I encourage you to check out podcastanswerman.com slash A to Z. God bless you all. I'll be back again next week. Until then, I encourage you to join the community. 
and go produce a podcast by good for goodness sake. <laughs> Talk to you later.